are drawing our attention away. You know, we were talking last week about how, uh, with a magnet, how you know that it's those things are opposed one to the other. When you have the two poles, you know you can't you can't get it to go together, can you, or anything? So it was reminded me that we have uh, we have this train set and everything that they play, and uh, Maverick likes to play with, and it's uh, the ends of the railroad cars are magnets. And he even he knows at such an early age that when he's doing it and he's trying to put them cars together, if you don't put them the right way, that it 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 you you'll push it and that other car will kind of keep going away. And then he realizes that oh wait a minute I've got to turn it around so that them two magnets are going to go together and everything. And that's what we have to understand that you know you have to have that way in this world. You know we have that for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other you know so you can't you can't reconcile those two the flesh and the spirit you can't reconcile them together and you know our 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 young people you know we 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 don't think that that little children like maverick you know can understand things you know what i mean but when you lead by an example you know and last night we had David and Eli come over and we're sitting down there and we're getting ready to eat and we're going to get ready to pray and everything. And Maverick, he's got that hand out. He's wanting to grab Babel's hand and he's trying to get over there to get Jackson's hand and he's ready. He's ready. He's like, I don't know. It's because he wants to eat. I'm, I'm probably the same way, but it's just a, he knows, he knows already that when we sit down to eat that we're going to pray and he's there for it. He's got that out and he, he, he bows his head and closes his eyes. So, you know, we have to lead by example. That's what we are. We're parents. We're leaders. We have to lead by example. And I know my wife's always trying to tell me this, you know, because sometimes I don't use my manners the way I should. <laughs> and she's like, you know, you're to be an example. We need to be an example and for our, for our children. So that's it. Saying, please, thank you. You know, different things such as this. So that's free. So today... <laughs> You know, Brother Leroy, he's been talking about, you know, not giving place to the devil. And I want to talk about forgiveness today. Because, you know, when we don't forgive one another, you know, as God and as, as Jesus Christ forgave us, when we don't forgive one another, what are we doing? We're giving place to the devil, actually. Because he don't want us, he doesn't want us to forgive one another. You see what I mean? So we, we have to look at this. And we see, see, forgiveness you know, is a very important part of the Bible, and it's a very important part of our lives, isn't it? Forgiveness, forgiving one another. You know, it's, let's put it this way. It, it's, it's not really in our nature, is it, to forgive one another. We have to be taught. We need to be taught by God. We, oh, excuse me, we need to hear it. When we read the Bible, we need to hear it when Brother Leroy, Brother Roger, myself, forgiveness. We have to forgive one another. It's, it's something that's really important. Turn, turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to read verses 9 
through 15. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So Jesus continues to talk after he's taught his disciples. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So we can see forgiveness is not just a one-way street. It's a two-way street. See, when we look at this, and he, you know, this is not Peter, this is not John, this is not Paul or anybody else that's trying to teach us here. This is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. He's saying, you know, if you forgive men their trespasses. So he's kind of putting it on you first, isn't it? He's putting it on me. He's putting on all of us first. So if you forgive men their trespasses. What does he say? Your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Forgive you. Now we get to my favorite word that he says, but, but, if you forgive not men their trespasses, (laughs) neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. That's how serious this is. This forgiveness thing. It's serious. Because if you don't forgive men their trespasses, he's, he's pretty much saying, he says, God is not going to forgive you yours. He's not mincing words here. You know, when we read earlier, he says, you know, you know, he, he, he came for division. You know, he, he's not, he's not being mamby pamby or beating around the bush or whatever you want to call it. He's getting down to, you know, maybe I guess some of my old timers say, getting down to the nitty gritty, you know what I mean? Where the rubber meets the road or anything like that. It's pretty much, there's no middle of the road here, is there? There's no middle of the road. Either you do or you don't. It's not an option. If you're a child, if you're a true child of God, it's not an option. It's a command for you to do this. See, that's what we think. So many people think, well, there's options. We've got options in our lives. And I, and, and sometimes I, I look at you do because even, uh, Joshua, when he says, you know, you can serve the gods. We're going, we're getting ready to go over there. You can serve the gods in those countries that are over there. And brother, Brother Roger was talking about that. That was, a, that was a thorn in the flesh for them, wasn't it? God, God commanded them. God commanded them back then. When you go into this country that I've given to you, you're supposed to get rid of all these people. Get rid of them. Kick them out. If you don't, they're going to be a thorn in your flesh. It, may, it probably isn't the same thorn in the flesh that Paul had, but they were going to be a thorn in the flesh. So Joshua said, you know, you go over there, you can serve the gods in that country if you want to. You got to make a choice. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. 
And that's what we have to say. Maybe we not have it that, that we're going to go serve the gods in another country, but we have to say, but as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord all the days of our lives. And you have to keep doing that. It's not a part-time thing. You got to be ready. Just like forgiveness, it's not a part-time thing. You got to do it all the time. It's always got to be there in the forefront of your mind. Forgiving our brothers. You know, it's, there's, it's, it's, it's everywhere in the Bible. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. You know, we have, we have to realize that we had such a awesome heavenly father that he sent his son into the world that we would have forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins. It's, it's, when I look at this and read about this, it's, it's just amazing. Turn to Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one, verse seven. You know, Paul in writing to the church at Ephesus, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Now, I, I talked about this a little bit when I, I, I did the Bible study the other day, and I looked at this one time, how many times in like chapter 1 in Ephesians, and it says, we, we. See, Paul here puts out, in whom we have redemption. So Paul says, it's not only me, but it's you. And who are the you that he's talking about? Or who is the we in whom we? We look in verse 1 and it says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So we can see that he wrote this epistle and the we he's talking about, we that have redemption, it's the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. So this, this epistle here, as all the rest of his epistles, were written for future. It, it was written for that present time there, but also for the future. Because he says, to the faithful in Christ Jesus. And these faithful are the ones that are going to have redemption through his blood. Redemption. Forgiveness of sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace the unmerited favor, that richness that we have from him, that free grace, free grace, that free gift of God that he has given unto us. Look at in Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read 31 and 32. Look at what he says here. Paul says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, and evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Right? And we, we only have to go up a few more verses, Brother Lee, right? Verse 27, neither give place to the devil. 
Neither give place to the devil. You know, don't give him an inch. Don't give him an inch. Not at all. Because if you give him a little inch, you know, all he needs is just a little bit to get in there. It's just like when you're trying to take something apart. Bill knows what that's about. Carl, I'm sure you do. We all know David, Matthew, even Leroy and, and, and Roger. When you're taking something apart, you know, and you get that little pry bar and you get that pry bar and there's a little bit in there, a little bit of a thing. You can get that pry bar in there and you can pry that up, can't you? Well, that's the same way. You have that little bit of crack there. You know what? Satan gets in there. And he, what, what does he try to do? He tries to wedge it apart, tries to wedge you apart to get you away from God, to get you away and kind of saying, oh, that's OK. Maybe it's going to be, well, you know what? God can't see me doing this. He can't see me doing that. Let me tell you, God sees everything you do. He's the infinite God. We're finite beings, you know. We cannot fully understand everything about God. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to fully understand everything about God. When I might probably do it is when I go to moral glory. And then I'm, I'm probably going to learn a lot of that. But, you know, it's just we, we need to be looking at this. We're, we're supposed to be kind one another, right? Tender hearted. You know, what does he say? Forgiving one another. Even as God, God, for whose sake? For Christ's sake, he's forgiven you. Who are we to sit there and say, I'm not going to forgive somebody for what he did to me? Because then what we got to watch, you know, we got to watch what we say sometimes. You know what I mean? Because then God's going to sit there and say, you know, I'm not going to forgive you. You know, when we look at where is Jesus today, Jesus sitting on the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for you. He's our, excuse me, he's our intermediator. Our, he's our mediator between us and God. And he's up and he's saying, forgive Brother Dave for what he did, Lord. And the Father, for his son's sake, will forgive you. But if you're not down here forgiving anything, how do we know God's not going to say, you know what, I'm not going to forgive him? Not this time. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to learn a lesson. You know what I mean? But he's so faithful and he's so just and he's watching over us. You know what I mean? So we look at it. It's, it's very important. Forgiveness. You know what? How many times? How many times? Are we to forgive someone? How many times does it say? Let's look in the Bible. Turn back to Matthew chapter 18. Verses 21 and 22. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? He says, till seven times? Jesus said to him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Seventy times seven. Four hundred and ninety. 
So that's 490. So I did a calculation. So in a day, there's 1,440 minutes in a day. So if we're supposed to forgive him every 490 times, that's what? Three times every three minutes or every every three minutes, every three minutes, we're supposed to forgive our brother. That's how often, that's how important forgiveness is to him. Every three minutes, if my brother sins against me, I am supposed to forgive him all these times. You know, it's, again, you know, Jesus says, well, if you want to, he says, no, I say not unto thee until seven times, but 70 times seven. It, he's not asking you, he's telling you these things that we're to do. See, we confuse things sometimes. We, we take the, the kindness of Jesus Christ as being that he's soft on us, you know? Oh no, he's not soft on us, not at all. We need to watch out. 70 times seven. That's what he's saying. 490 times. You know, if, if we go through this, there's so many, so many places in here. Turn to, um, Colossians chapter three. We're going to read verses 12 through 17. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against you, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, that's love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful that the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So Paul, in writing to the church at Colossae, says, put on, therefore, as the elect of God. If you're the elect of God, he's telling you this is what you need to put on. <clears throat> as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies. That means... That's it, on the inside. We, it, it should be part of our body, part of our being, part of our lives, he's saying. Put on bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. Forbearing and forgiving. You know what? <clears throat> I looked up that word forbearing. Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other. That's why, that's for, that's what forbearing 
means to do. We need to bear graciously with one another. Sometimes we do things that are, are annoying to each other, don't we? Hey, none of us perfect, Carl. You know what I mean? None of us perfect. You know, sometimes we annoy each other. You know what I mean? But he's telling us that we're supposed to bear graciously with one another. That means when somebody does something that might aggravate us a little bit, we, we are to try. Carl, we're not perfect. We need to try. You know what? We need to try to the best of our ability to forgive someone. You know, in, in, in the Bible earlier, it says, you know what? You need to pull what? The beam out of your own eye before you can take the mote out of your brother's eye. Amen. See, we need to watch out. So, yeah, we got to get rid of that beam in our own eyes sometimes. And then we can see, what does it say? You can see clearly to pull the mote out of your brother's eye. So we're supposed to be doing this. You know, and it says, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Christ forgave us. Christ forgave us, you know, and yeah, yeah, that's definitely right, brother Leroy. You know, thank God that he forgave us. So we should forgive one another. And again, I believe this is not, he's not, if you want to, whatever, he's commanding you that this is what you need to do. You need to do this. That's the way it is. It's, you know, we look at it, God forgives us every single day. You know, I remember Brother Leroy I do listen to you, Brother Leroy, when you preach. <laughs> you know, there's, there's sins of commission and sins of omission. And I wish I would have brought that, that book because that book that I was reading now about the flesh lusting against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, that a lot of it is the sins of omission. The sins of omission. One of these, one of these sins of omission is that we're not doing, that we should be doing, is forgiveness. We got to look at these things. Yeah. Read the scriptures. Read the scriptures. I exhort you to continue to do this. You know, God forgives. God forgives. We're going to bounce around a little bit. So, so bear with me. Uh, turn to Psalm 103. So this is why we should forgive others, because God forgives us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His Benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities and healeth all thy diseases. You know, so see what he does? He forgives. I, I can continue reading here, Brother Leroy, because there's so much. You know, 
Let's look at verse 4. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, you know, we, we need to understand this is why. He forgives all of us. He redeemed, he redeemed thy life from destruction. All because we're, our names were written in the Lamb's book of life. Redeemed. You know, what, what is the song? Redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You know, we should be, we should be coming in here every day and raising our hands up and just thanking God for being just so good unto us that He's allowing us to enter into His courts with thanksgiving. Enter into thy courts. Enter into thy courts with thanksgiving. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. We need to give Him thanks that he, He's been so good to us and He's teaching us. He's teaching us. You know, I brought it up, Brother Leroy's brought it up, Brother Rogers brought it up. You know what? We didn't, we didn't have to be taught how to do naughty when we were growing up, did we? Oh no, we knew how to do that real well. Believe me. And how, how do I know Brother Roger? Because he says, you know what? I got quite a few whoopings with the switch when he was growing up, you know, and, you know, but, but that's when we look at it, you know, that's what it is, you know. We didn't have to be taught. We knew how to be naughty. We needed to be what? Taught how to be good. We need to be taught how to forgive one another. I, I, I firmly believe that forgiveness is a fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit to be able to forgive. See, it's, it's hard for us because we're, we're, we're human beings. You know, we try the best of our ability with forgiveness and forgetting. You know what I mean? It's hard to forget sometimes, isn't it? But aren't we thankful there is one person, and he's not really a person, who has not only forgiven us for sinning, but the Bible teaches us what? He's forgot our sins. It's like we didn't even do anything. He's removed them as far as the east is from the west. And you know, we've talked about that. If you walk east and you keep going, of course, I know you're going to go in the Atlantic Ocean, but if you keep going east and you go around, you're coming around, you're still heading east, aren't you? But if you head north and you hit that north pole, what are you doing? You're going to go south and eventually you're going to hit the south pole and you're going to be, that's how much God knew about all this stuff. Because why did he, why did he know all of this? Because he created everything. He created. He knew the east was far from the west. The, 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 I, I don't know if it's not probably not in the Bible, but never the twain shall meet. They can't meet. So, you know, he's just so good. He forgives our iniquities. It's amazing. Luke, turn, turn to Luke. I told you I'd go around a little bit. I think that's the last time I might be in the Old Testament. Go to Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7, 47 through 50. You know what? We're going to start at 44. And he returned, and he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, 
but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Now I'm going to stop there for a second. You know, because Simon in verse 41 said, uh, where was it? Ah, Ah, in verse 39, now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Remember, we said already, God came not to call what? The righteous, but sinners to repentance. Okay, now we'll go on in 47. Wherefore, Jesus says, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much, or showed her love, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee, go in peace. Now that last sentence is almost Almost just as good as when he said, thy sins are forgiven. See, she came there. She had faith, faith in Jesus Christ. She knew exactly what she was doing. I don't know if it was exactly here, but some of them took exception with her because she said this, this box of ointment and whatever. But she did all these things. Not expecting. I believe not expecting to receive anything in return. Because what does he say in verse 47? For she loved much. She loved much. And in verse 50, well, in verse 49, they all looked at her and they were like, who is this guy? Who does he think he is? That he can do what? Who is this that forgiveth sins also? Remember, the natural man cannot receive the things that be of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. They couldn't know them, because they were still in a natural state. Their, their nature was against all of this stuff. They couldn't see it. They couldn't see it. But this woman knew it. She knew it, just like that, just like that, that, that widow woman that, that spent all her living to get better, had that issue of blood. If I can just but touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole. She had faith. Now, Dave, you can say, Dave, how do you know she had faith? Because when she touched the hem of the garment, she was healed. Immediately she was healed. That's how I know she had faith. And in verse 50, if she didn't have faith, Jesus would not be able to say so. But what does he say? Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. That's, that's amazing. You know, when we do the things of God, when we do the things that we're talking about here today, and what Brother Leroy is talking about, and not giving place to the devil, you know what? When you get ready, when your time comes, and he says... <clears throat> the words I want to hear, I hope I'm going to hear them, is, well done, thou good and faithful servant, 
Enter thou into the joy of, what does it say? Thy Lord. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. See, there's, it's, it's in a lot of these places in, in the Bible that it's going to be that, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And you know, one of my, one of my things that I've, I've, I've been thinking about so much is, you know, when we get to heaven, there's going to be two things. One, we're going to be surprised at who is there. And then we're also going to be surprised at who isn't in heaven. We're going to be surprised. Nothing takes God by surprise because he knows it. Because why? If your names are written in the Lamb's book of life, in Revelation it says, if your name's not written in the Lamb's book of life, you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. So that by association, we understand that if your names are written in the Lamb's book of life, you're going to go to be with him in immortal glory. Not a doubt. Not a doubt. Not at all. Turn to 1 John chapter 1. First John. I wrote some down, but I didn't write the verse. Ah, here we are. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know why I didn't write down the verse. Verse 7, chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sins. So we receive forgiveness. Continuing on, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful who is the he he's talking about? Jesus Christ. He's talking about Jesus Christ. He's talking about God. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. To realize how awesome this is. But we have to go to him. We have to confess. Mabel and myself, we've been reading some things and with some of the devotions. And it talks about repentance. Repentance. But we have to, we have to confess our sins. We have to admit that we have sinned. It's just kind of like we have to admit what we're a sinner and we do sin. We're not perfect. Just like when I've, I've, I've heard, I've never been to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, but they say one of the first things you have to say is, I am an alcoholic. Because if you can't admit that you're an alcoholic, you can't get the help. Same thing. If you can't admit that you're a sinner, you can't get any help. Because he said, I didn't come to call the righteous. If you think you're righteous like the scribes and the Pharisees who had their own self-righteousness, if you can't admit that, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Repentance. That's not only repentance. It's not only to ask for forgiveness, but it's a turning away from that sin. Turn away from it. I don't want to do that ever again. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. 
chapter 2, verse 12. I know Brother Leroy went over all these things. I run into you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I run unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for Jesus Christ's sake. It's the only way. It's through the blood of Jesus. It's the only way your sins can be forgiven. I can't forgive your sins. You know, there, there's only one that can forgive sins. There's some religions that sit there and say, you know, you need to do this and that, and you, you have forgiveness of sins. There's only one that can forgive sins. It's Jesus Christ. That's all there is. You know, it's amazing when we look at these things. And you start, when you start reading and going through these things, look, look at Mark. Mark chapter 11. Let me get there real quick. Mark chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them, and you shall have them. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have aught against any, that your Father also which in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Kind of goes in the same sense as what we talked about in, in Matthew. So we need to have this forgiveness. We have to have that, that, that Spirit of God that is going to help us. That we don't hold any of these grudges. Because it's easy to hold a grudge, isn't it? It it is it is so easy all the time. Let's go back into Colossians chapter one. Verses 12 through 14. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet. Fit. Made us fit. See, God has to make us fit. We can't make ourselves fit. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. These are the things here, which is why we should forgive one another for what he has done for us in the world. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. 
Who is the power of the darkness? Who is the prince of the power of the air? The spirit that now worketh in the children of Satan. Satan. The power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He's taken us from darkness and put us into light. Even though we didn't realize we were in darkness, but boy, when he's brought us into his kingdom and his light, what a difference it's made in our lives, hasn't it? We no longer want to do the former things. We want to do those things that are what? And this is biblical. We want to do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Amen. You know, we want to do those things that are pleasing to our Father. I'm talking, I'm talking about a heavenly Father. But again, I'm going to use Roger again. Roger, when he was growing up, he wanted to please his dad, didn't you, Roger? Roger? And I know that when he didn't do it, and sometimes he got a whooping. Let me tell you, I know the old saying is, it's going to hurt me more than hurt you. But I think Roger, Roger, that had hurt him that he, that he wasn't pleasing his daddy. You know what I mean? And so that's the way it is. When we don't please our Heavenly Father, it should grieve our hearts, shouldn't it? That we're, that we're not pleasing him. We need to watch and continue going on and on and on. I hope that what I've said, I've, I've got more that I could go over, but I am, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go preaching on for another hour. But I hope that what I've said is going to help us in our lives. Because it's it's something that's very important to us for forgiveness, to forgive one another. You know, we we know that we're gonna sin, and he does forgive us. And we have what? We have Jesus Christ as that perfect example for us to follow him, to follow him. So these are things that we need to do in our lives. Trust and obey. We need to trust and obey. For we know that he's there for us all the times. And I'm so thankful I have forgiveness of sins. And we need to impart that to each other. I thank you for kind attention this morning. Does anybody have a song in closing?